0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and his word.
2: Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to A Day of Prayers and Morning Bible Study. Thank you for joining us. Can somebody please open us up in prayer? Yes.
3: God, I just thank you for. Lord, I welcome you inside of our midst and ask that you lead us in all ways and equip us and arm us with your weapons and show us how to deflect and destroy the weapons of the enemy in the name of jesus amen
0: amen Amen. all right so today we're continuing second samuel we're in chapter 23 so is everybody there yes Yes. all right Uh, i'll read the first seven verses so now these are the last words of david Thus says David, the son of Jesse, Thus says the man raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God, and he shall be like the light of the morning when the sun rises." A morning without clouds, like the tender grass springing out of the earth, by clear shining after rain. Although my house is not so with God, yet yet He has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. For this is all my salvation and all my desire. Will He not make it increase? But the sons of rebellion shall all be as thorns thrust away. Because they cannot be taken with hands, but the man who touches them must be armed with iron and the shaft of a spear, and they shall be utterly burned with fire in their place. Okay. So, what does the Holy Spirit reveal or speak to you in that section of Scripture? Um, I have a question. Okay, well, let's hear that too.
3: Why does it say, although my house is not so with God? What do you mean, David, mean by that?
0: Yeah. Well, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead, Kyla.
2: I thought he meant more so that not everyone in his house is following the Lord like they should be. And there's people that fell away, and he's acknowledging the fact that happened, of what happened with Amnon, Absalom, and all that. And the... So that's what that means. Do you have
0: another question, for Charles? No. So yes, that's a good point. He's acknowledging the the current state of his house, and again, these are uh, I'll say the the section is referred to as David's last words. Really, you see a continuation of the psalm that we were reading yesterday yes okay so there's a you see the acknowledgement from David that yes even though he he know these things right the one who rules must be just ruling in the fear of God and then attributes uh, that are the Lord's attributes but that come through someone that is following hard after the Lord that is hungry and thirsty for him and his righteousness right he's acknowledging that right now or in or and or in times past his house his personal household but also the lord has given him the kingdom of israel as a house that it hasn't reflect or doesn't reflect it right also says although my house is not so with god in other words it's not demonstrating what the lord has asked or required in the fullness that it should, mm-hmm. right? So he's being very candid. He's, he's judging himself and mm-hmm. uh, I'll say the his house and and or the nation as a whole, mm-hmm. right? And you can't say that, that it's anything less than that because there is the aspect of if everyone truly was following hard after the Lord, there wouldn't have been all the strife and contention and rebellions and, uprisings and david being displaced and then having to go send his men to squash a rebellion and and which initially the first one originated within his own household so it was acknowledgement of those things but the bigger thing is that he in this you can see his heart and that it's he wants to be like he is um Now encouraging others to follow, right? That is his goal. His heart's desire is to exhibit the characteristics and qualities of the Lord. Acknowledging, yes, he hasn't always done it correctly, but he's also encouraging, exhorting, and/or admonishing others to follow the things that he is saying, right? And and so doing also, yes, his is starting with his own household, right? Solomon who. He's going to appoint leader, uh, you know, over Israel. But not just for Solomon, for the entirety of the people, the, the entirety of the children of Israel, right? The people of the promise, which is also us being grafted in, right? People that are believers are Christians that are have chosen to, to submit to the Lord in his lordship as our Lord and Savior, right? Yes. He's encouraging each and every one of us to move forward in those things so that others will be able to see, right? We'll have peace. The Lord and his promises that he will secure all those things, right? He is faithful to bring about everything he has said, even though we don't always get it right. So there's the encouragement to bring it back underneath the Lord, right? Repent, turn back to him. And he'll bring about what he said he would do. He'll bring it to pass.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Does that answer your question? Yes. Okay.
1: He's certainly looking and weighing and considering the attributes of his successor. Like, you know, as he looks at his children, God promised him that he wouldn't fail to have a man to sit on the throne. Although ultimately he's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, even still he's talking about natural lineage for a time at least, anyway. So he has a bunch of sons, some are no more, uh-huh. but there's still some that are. Which one? What are the attributes that you'd look for to who you hand down the kingdom to, right? Yes. Yeah. So maybe this is where that came in, his um, <coughs> deciding on Solomon.
0: Anything else?
2: Well, just reading the first six and seven, you can see that David did a lot of maturing in that aspect. Like even reading about how he mourned for M. Um, Absalom. Yes, Absalom, sorry. It's okay. And, and how he was upset by the fact that he was killed and he wasn't shown mercy, you can see here that he's matured and he can see that the sensibility and the actions that were taken at that time. And if you are an obstacle and you intend to do harm, you can't expect somebody to treat you kindly and just put you in shackles and throw you in a dungeon, especially when everybody's fighting for their life.
1: But he's also saying they cannot be taken with hands. There's no way to win that one back. You can't go with them and embrace them because they're thorns. And you can't put hands on them as
0: in fight against them in the physical sense. Right? Because you still come out cut and bruised and and all those things, right?
1: Yes. Yes. That's why I say must be armed with iron or filled with iron.
0: As we read that, I'm reminded of Jesus when he says... um, you know let the the wheat and the tares or the thorns grow up together right
1: because if you try to rip them out now you'll take the wheat out with it
0: exactly but he says let them grow up together and then the angels will separate them and the tares or the thorns will get thrown into unquenchable fire which he's referring to Sheol or hell or Abaddon Mm -hmm. or or any of the other and or Hades whatever other names that people want to use to describe hell that's what he is referring to, which is exactly what David is is discussing here. Of what the end will be for people that essentially refuse to come into or submit to mm-hmm. the Lord God and His Lordship.
1: It's that's a good point, Kyla. That he, while he didn't want him to die, he also understood that there was no other way to deal with him yes. or for Absalom to be dealt with. Because even in a, if he had been put in a dungeon, he would have been Absalom in a dungeon. <laughs> he still yes. would have been himself.
3: He still would have been
1: a re- son of rebellion. And the, the term son of rebellion means that someone that is insistent and persistent and determined that they are going to do this, be that scoffer, be that rebellious one, no matter what happens, and regardless of what's right, right? Yes. What the Lord says or anything else, they have positioned and determined within themselves that that's who they are. That's equivalent to the son of Belial. That's, that's the same thing. Um, <clears throat> because they are insistent and intent on doing such things, not doing what's, what's right by the Lord or in any kind of capacity. So... You try to take thorns to your bosom and hug them, oh, sure. you know, it, it's definitely going to leave a mark. So oh, yes. Yeah. later you'll see that David, although he understood it was necessary, didn't, still didn't like the way it was done. He didn't appreciate that, which, you know, that, that's humanity.
0: Anybody
1: else have anything they want to say? No. No. What?
2: They're all getting ready to read the next section.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Even with their
0: pages. I really liked verse 4. Okay. Because, yes, you know, we we already kind of talked about it with, um, what do you call it? No, how he's, he's looking at it, you can say twofold, right? One aspect is unnatural, right? And looking at who a successor would be and the characteristics and attributes. Mm-hmm. But then, or he says that the Spirit of the Lord spoke through mm-hmm. him, in and through him, breathed out Scripture, right? Which also denotes that this isn't just about natural things. It is about the Lord. Especially when he talks about, in verse 4, he shall be like the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds. Right? I'm trying to look here in Peter. But Peter addresses something very similar, right? So, looking at Peter when he says, oh, we'll go back. In the Gospels, on the Mount of Transfiguration, right? Yes. Peter initially says, should we um build three tabernacles, one for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And uh completely almost disregarding the word spoken by the Lord, which says, This is my beloved son, listen to him. Right?
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay, so um maybe second Peter Yes talks about 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, starting in verse 16, it says, For we did not follow cunningly devised fables, when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven and we were with him on the holy mountain. And then he says in verse 19, And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star Rises in your hearts, All right? So uh, I bring that up because um, I don't know, it's just what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Where Peter is had this this light, you know, and uh, I've heard described as a candle, right? He had this this light that he held on to because he didn't write First and Second Peter until towards the end of his life. This is give or take approximately 30 years after. Um, that event, right, on the Mount of Transfiguration. So, he's held on to this, and clearly he's been pondering and and meditating on it. And now he writes about it, and, and it's like the light that's come into its fullness, right, as the new day arises. The candle he, that he has, he still has that candle, right? He can still holds on to that light. But does he really need it? Because now the truth, if you will, the word, the Lord in Him, has blossomed and become as bright as as the daylight. Right? So, does he need the candle? No. It's still his to have. But that that thought, what he has meditated on, has become has reached its fullness, and he understands and now can discuss it and articulate to others so that they too can receive and and understand what has been revealed to him Mm -hmm. so just further proving well two things one that the lord fulfills his word Mm -hmm. right but then also that the promise and the covenant made from the lord to david you'll forever have someone to sit on the throne it is talking about jesus christ so while David is looking at this again by natural means of out of his offspring who does he have available that meets these characteristics if you will or how they should rule and act and govern themselves as well Mm -hmm. as the people it really just comes down to it's exhibiting the characteristics nature and everything of the Lord and who he is just further confirming that it is Jesus Christ who is the one who will sit on the throne forever that came through David's lineage mm-hmm. to be that <clears throat> heir, if you will, to forever sit on the throne. It's
1: nice when you get clarity in a word from the Lord. You, you can <laughs> Amen. see what it is that He desires. He's the bigger picture of what He's talking about, but also the immediate implications of what He's talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing.
0: All right. So, anybody have any other? Anything else you want to comment on or questions? Or? No. All right.
1: Oh, I want yes. to Revelation 22, verse 16. says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. Mm-hmm. I am the root and offspring of David, the bright and morning star. So Amen. just confirmation of those things right there. Exactly. I am who you're looking for.
0: That's the one. There is no other. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's... uh get through this or not get through but let's proceed through this next section of scripture starting in verse eight
3: (laughs) these are the names of the mighty men whom david had josh
1: ev bash bash bash? (laughs) oh honey bash okay wait sweetheart please do us (laughs) all do us all, right. all some mercy here.
0: Okay, Have well, mercy. I'll read the chapter then. Okay, okay. thank you, my love. We're going to continue from verse 8. <laughs> We're just going to go right through the end of the chapter. Okay? <laughs> and then, kind of like we did yesterday, you guys, and well, each of us, right, can discuss what the Lord has revealed to us in this and things he's pointed out.
1: Okay? Yes, yes. Dad.
0: All thank right. you, sweetheart. A <laughs> 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 reference, sir. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. josheb Beshabeth, the Tachmonite, chief among the captains. He was also he was called Adino the Esnite, because he had killed 800 men at one time. After him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Yahohite, one of whom three mighty men with David, one of the three mighty men with David when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle and the men of Israel had retreated. He arose and attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day, and and the people returned after him only to plunder. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. But he stationed himself in the middle of the field, Defended it and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Then three of the thirty chief men went down at harvest time and came to David at the cave of Adullam. Adullam, excuse me. And the troop of Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David said with longing, Oh, that someone would give me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is this not the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things were done by the three mighty men. Now Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was chief of another three. He lifted his spear against 300 men, killed them, and won a name among these three. Was he not the most honored of the three? Therefore he became their captain. However, he did not attain to the first three. Benai was the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man from Kebzeel, who had done many deeds. He had killed two lion-like heroes of Moab. He also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. And he killed an Egyptian, a spectacular man. This Egyptian had a spear in his hand, so he went down to him with a staff wrestled the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and killed him with his own spear. These things Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada did, and won a name among three mighty men. He was honored more than the thirty, but he did not attain to the first three. And David appointed him over his guard. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shama, the herodite elikai the herodite helles the paltite era the son of ikesh the Tekoite, abiazar the Anathothite, Anath- Mebani, the Hushahite, zalman the yahahite Mahari, the taffaite taffaite excuse me Heleb, the son of Bana the Netaphathite, Ittai, the son of Reba, Rebe, from Gebia, the children of Benjamin, Benai, the Pirithonite, Hedai, from the brooks of Gash, Abi Elban the Arbathite, Asmavah, Me- Asmaveth, the Barhamite, Eliahabah, the Shalbanite, the sons of Jashin, Jonathan, Shama the Hararite, the Hararite, excuse me, Ahayim, the son of Sharar, the Hararite, Eliphilet, the son of Ahashbe, the son of Makathite, Elium, the son of Ahithophel, the Gilanite, Herzi, the Carmelite, Parai, the Arbites, Egal, the son of Nathan of Zobah, Bani, the Gadite, Zelech, the Ammonite, Nahare, the Beerethite, armor bearer of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gareb, the Ithrite, and Uriah, the Hittite. Thirty seven in all.
1: Phew! <laughs>
3: Mommy. <laughs> You.
1: you did it, honey. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nail-biter. I was like, oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Thank Hi. you, sweetheart, for reading <laughs> that for us. Glory to God for those names. <laughs> I was like, "Woo!" Yeah, yeah. Yep. Was Aleem the
3: son of the same Ahithophel that hanged himself?
0: Where are you at, that would sir?
2: Have been interesting. Say that
3: again. Was Aleem the son of the same Ahithophel that hung himself? What verse? What verse?
2: 30, 30, Thirty
1: three. Four. Thirty four. Thirty-four.
0: At yeah. the end of thirty-four. Cool. Last name. Ahim. I believe so. Ooh.
1: That's awkward.
0: When we were reading that section, there was a, a note in my Bible that said that even Abishai was um related to fell.
2: I mean somehow they're all related, but I'm not surprised there.
1: So Joab was related to Ahithophel?
0: Yes. Okay,
1: which I mean that would make sense that they're related why he would have a place in, in the presence of the king to be able to offer advice. Um, your family, your kinsmen. Hmm. Well, that's, that's certainly interesting. Who's missing in this list? Joab? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, Kyla, come on. What's your revelation? Come on, baby.
2: Oh. And Uriah was one of David's mighty men, yet he killed him. So he killed one of his brothers that was on the run with him and did everything for him and protected him. But he dispatched him so easily without a second thought or a batting of an eye. And Joab was like, okay. Put him up next on the wall, and I'm sure Joab knew what was going to happen.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he did it on purpose. That's why he sent back word and said, if the king asked you, why did you go so close to the wall? Wasn't it a woman that dropped the rock on the head of the son of Gideon um, to kill him? So you know not to go next to a wall, then to go, then to say Uriah the Hittite was among those <laughs> that fell that day. Some die. You know, then the king was like, some die, some don't. That's, that's war for you. <laughs> basically that's that's my summarization of that conversation so um, but here's
0: here's the other piece with that right <clears throat> the fact that he was counted in as one of David's mighty men refutes what has been said in the past right about what place did he have there right why was all of a sudden he now or Uriah that is being sent to the front lines right and that he was unskilled or unqualified to be there oh this clearly refutes that he was considered a mighty man
1: even if it was just in heart and courage and character because we saw how he spoke and interacted with David he's like no the ark is out there so these men not only had the valor like the physical exactly strength you know dukes and go to blows But they also had what what?
0: (laughs) Yes, they had combat skills, honey. Absolutely.
1: But there was also an integrity and a a fire about doing the things of God that they had, which is why they clung so close to David. Because (laughs) there were people that fought on for Saul, but they were not esteemed like these men. David had a heart for the Lord. That was what made him run through a troop and jump over a wall his relationship, and his reliance on the Lord. And you look at each of these, especially the the first three, and the Lord brought about a great victory. So that means they trusted the Lord in that. You don't go fighting so long that your hand sticks to a sword for nothing. It's not just to say, I did it. There's something behind that that is valuable to God. You know what I mean? A heart towards the Lord that he can use, show himself strong on behalf of this one because his heart was faithful to him. So, yes, they could fight. But they also had a desire to see the kingdom of god come be maintained and established the way god wanted it and they also um had compassion for david because he was in line with that as well
0: so and, and yes. by how he mentioned how he wanted it was on earth as it is in heaven mm-hmm. so yes they're using physical means but there's they understand the spiritual implications first uh, I can't even say behind what they're doing. There's a spiritual first, and then it manifests in the natural. Yes. And the spiritual, it is, I'll say, similar to what we read about their exploits, right? Taking ground from the enemy.
2: Yes. Well, what is that scripture? It, it's along the lines of you can't take the kingdom of heaven by gentleness. You have to take it by
1: force. Oh, mm. the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the
0: violent, and violent men take it by force, yes.
1: It's in the Gospels, I know where sure is it is. Where is it, sir? Um, it's Matthew 11, 12, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Mm-hmm.
2: the one I was thinking about
0: okay well'll explain explain how it t- how it ties in
2: it ties into the fact of David's mighty men and how you both you and mommy were saying that they went to fight with an expectation that the Lord will do what it is he wanted and his kingdom would be established on earth mm-hmm. And mm. there's, within the Christ like the church and the body of Christ, there's the thought process that the Lord never wants you to be violent, or he just wants you to lay down your life. By laying down your life, you just sit there and take what everybody is Be a is pacifist. Doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. And, because otherwise, why would the Lord give us fighters, make people fighters? And there's times that... You have to fight for what it is you believe in, not wrongdoing, but you have to take a stance. Mm -hmm. Our nation was founded on that, and Mm -hmm. many people disregard that and forget about it, but that's what our nation was founded on. The, The pilgrims came over here seeking religious freedom to worship God, and there's people that had to fight and fight hard in order to maintain that
0: just stand for that right and in the verse that you just read jesus is discussing and describing john the baptist right yes and and to his credit but if you look at john the baptist who was he he was the son of a high priest so it, you already know that he would have been raised to someday become a high priest himself however because of the holy spirit working in and through him and what had been revealed he just he chose he made a choice a decision to leave that behind to go out in the wilderness and to baptize people mm-hmm. in the name of the Lord and prepare and, them for the Messiah exactly way. and actually if you look um at what he is saying and teaching them all right, is to truly see the Lord mm-hmm. not just say "Hey, oh, you're sons of of abraham or mm-hmm. or isaac or jacob or moses right yes. it's not because of your physical relationship and being offspring right which is interesting because that's exactly what we're talking about here with david but it's about your own personal relationship actual relationship with the lord mm-hmm. but he had to make a, ch- a stand and a choice to stand and leave those things that him and todd are prepared for behind Mm -hmm. for what the lord was asking him to do and in so doing he was baptizing them people were believing on the lord right yes he had a role to play but it was the lord through his holy spirit working in and through john the baptist which is why jesus then continues and says you know i tell you of all the people born there's none greater all the prophets all right there was none greater than john the baptist although then he says but there is one greater now, right? With referring to himself, Jesus, as being Christ, the Messiah. Yes. Okay. So, yes, we do have to stand. Let's stand for the Lord, doing what he's commanded us to do. And in so doing, there is a a taking back of territory. Because John the Baptist didn't raise a sword or fight or do any of those things. All right? Yes. There, he, but it, however, I'll say it in this way: he was fighting in a different way, on a mm-hmm. spiritual level, which mm-hmm. is exactly what Paul implores of us. All right, put on the full armor of God, or the armor of light, depending on your translation and how it's phrased. Mm-hmm. Right, so that we can stand, fight
1: the pulling good down
0: strongholds. Faith. Exactly, fight the good fight of faith. That's a different uh, scripture. yes yeah, no, his, but I'm just scripture. saying, the yes, fight the exactly. good fight of faith down strongholds and principalities and and all these other things that have set themselves against the lord and against his kingdom being established on earth here as it is in heaven Mm
1: -hmm. so being fierce in your defense of your position in the kingdom of god as in i'm going to serve the lord no matter what come hell or high water right yes We, we read um yesterday about David feeling like he was drowning. You know, he was in these high water places and God pulling him out. But his choice was to stand and not turn away from the Lord. His choice was to um, continue to trust in God. So even um, in line with what you were saying, the the violent take it by force. Um, in Matthew 16, Jesus is talking to Peter. And he says, in verse 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, denoting there's a fight, but is, in fact, a spiritual one. There are times that we naturally have to fight. There, there yes. are times where that comes, and we must defend physically. Well, God is already saying that we're just at that point. You know, it has to happen. But it's God leading that physical fight. But the spiritual fight, we know that that is a constant. And to enter in, which is the violent, take it by force, to enter into the kingdom, it's not going to come by lackadaisical um, pacifism. You have to be fervent and fiery in your approach to, I'm going to see my King Jesus. I will make it to heaven to get that well done, thou good and faithful servant. And approach it in your life as though it's that important, that it's an actual fight for your life. It's a fight for you to enter the kingdom because it's not going to happen with you, you know, singing the grasshopper song, the world owes me a living. And being passive, well, if God wants me to be in heaven, he'll make sure I get there. No, he gave you a choice. He's done all that he's going to do, right? And when you respond with your choice, he will certainly help you to walk and maintain in it, to stand. But you must choose to stand as though it is just that serious. thats life or death. You must see it that way, not uh, uh, lackadaisical about your walk with the Lord. So, um, Yes, these men could see within them the kingdom of God. At this point, they were still in the face that they needed to physically defend it. And even like as Americans, there are t- we have soldiers, both male yes. and female, soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen, whichever you fall under. But ultimately, they are people that have to fight for this country, right? Yes. God understands that. He's not mad at you for doing it. Don't hate the people that you're having to subdue, but it's a part of what's necessary to defend the kingdom. God understands that. But for these men, they were protecting also the spiritual. On that side of it, a belief in what God was saying, like, hey, this is my desire. And Israel being God's people, the spiritual implications behind it, as well as what's in the natural land and her people, all the things we've already discussed. So... Yes. You know, God does protect us in present day. So say someone is coming against you to attack your character or physically, um, like if they're attacking your character, they're saying words about you. God may say, just be quiet. I've got it. In which case you should do what? Be quiet. And do what?
3: Let the Lord have it.
1: Let the Lord have it. Trust him that he's got it. Mm -hmm. But say it was a physical threat to your family. You know, Kenneth Copeland, I like he goes, I'll kill you, graveyard dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, God has also entrusted us to protect you physically. So do I just go, okay, I'm a Christian. No. Beat my children in the head. No, absolutely not. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I will not.
0: But also how did David live his life even as a shepherd? Once a lion or a bear came, or and a bear, right, at different times, Mm -hmm. right? And this is what I had to do to protect the sheep. I'm going to grab it by the beard and smite it.
1: Take care of it, and you know, deal with the situation. So God is not a pacifist. Don't mistake human, and even that mentality comes from the wicked one. Oh, he's a man of war. Um, there is a time for fighting, but everything is not a fight. Exactly, as as he had to remind Abishai at times. Yes, man, get it together, son. (laughs) Remember who you are. You're a righteous man of God, being this first.
0: Than a warrior.
1: Exactly. And that means fight when he tells you to fight. Be quiet when he tells you to be quiet. Be still when he says be still. Run when he says to run. Hide when he says to hide. Jump out when he says <laughs> <laughs> when he says to jump out. Because God knows. And trusting him means that you are willing and ready to be obedient and follow those commands with full faith and confidence. And even if you don't see what it is, following
0: those commands moves us from victory to victory. Not Amen. our own thing or how we project or or assess the situation or, yeah. to be, but just following the Lord's commands, doing what He says when He says to do it, saying what He says when He says to say it, and how He says to say or do those things mm-hmm. yields His results. Which, last time I checked, that's what everybody truly wanted, mm-hmm. was the Lord's results. Yep, because in those you also see... The, the moving and power and might and authority and all that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's a conquering and overcoming, being victorious in whatever situation it is.
1: Mm-hmm. And we, we read yesterday in chapter 22, verse 31, the word of the Lord is proven. Well, oh, I'll back up. As for God, His way is perfect, mm-hmm. complete, entire, lacking nothing, flawless. He can don that flawlessness because He is without flaw we don't necessarily fall into that we get it by grace but he actually is flawless he is perfection
0: which is why in and of himself he was the sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. and only he could be the sacrificial lamb
1: absolutely and his word is proven he said it time and time again his word will go out but it will not return to him void he declares the end from the beginning he's not a man that he should lie i mean we can just keep rolling Well, and there's it.
0: a depending mm-hmm. on your translation other verses say his his word is truth it has been tested by fire his word has been tested with fire so we know it's pure it's true there's no Mm -hmm. blemish in there
1: hallelujah most high god
0: it's perfect there's no refining needed for his word
1: so that also means he doesn't need us to come and go well no god you should have done it like why did you do that right yes Yes.
0: it just means come into alignment with his plan let his purpose what he says exactly let him be god
1: Amen. and you can also in verse 15 how they went and got him the 15 through 17 they went and got him the water like mm-hmm. their concern and their love for each other like you know and not just david in and of himself because who is david apart from god It's no one just like we are no one apart from jesus Yes. Um, but just loving him in the place and in the capacity of where God asked David to stand, what God said concerning David. They they came alongside and supported and and believed that and helped God work, worked let the Lord work through them and bringing this establishment about. So that is certainly commendable and it's honorable. Hmm. Yes. What were you going to say, sir?
3: Um. Is Ittai the son of Abel the same Ittai that traveled with David when Absalom was rebelling? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. As we pointed out then, right? He had just came the day before this rebellion occurred, right? Yes. So even in this, you see coming into or submitting to the, with the Lord and his lordship. His kingdom, right? Doesn't mean we're just going to sit there and sing kumbaya. There's work to be done, right? We have to stand. There is fighting that has to happen. Yes, at the spiritual level.
1: First and foremost. First and yeah. foremost,
0: yes. But we have to come into that. We have to make that choice. We have to choose to remain, right? Because David said, No, why don't you stay here? Don't come with us. You just came to the kingdom yesterday, right? Yes. yes. But it's I said it was something very similar to what Moses said and what Peter said, right? Yeah. Where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. Moses. That's what Peter said. Moses said, if you're staying, we're staying. And if you're going, we're going. We're going to follow you. Right? Yes. yes. Every, but that's a choice that each of us individually has to make. You have to choose to be a part of the kingdom of heaven, part of the body of Christ. And you have to choose to remain all the days of your life.
1: Mm -hmm. Anything else? No? No? Mm -hmm. It's amazing how God had just David, and then the first three, and Mm -hmm. then who were doing the work of, like, (laughs) everybody. I mean, a thousand people or more individually, they were doing the work of so many people, and then more people were added, and then they did a little bit less work, and then more were added, and Mm -hmm. that's why it says they didn't attain to the um, First, first the first three, who were, like,
0: they were doing everything.
1: I mean, fighting. So I mean, I, can you imagine your hand not coming off of a sword? No, no. Holding your pencil so long that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, right? What?
1: You've written so many papers, <laughs> your, your hand is sticking to your pencil. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a little homeschool joke. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um,
0: but no, what whatever was to be done, did it in excellence. Is unto the Lord, Absolutely. Right? I mean yes they they made the choice to stand and the Lord honored them he strengthened them he gave them supernatural ability to accomplish what needed to be accomplished in that moment as Mm -hmm. the Lord had directed them because you see in in multiple stories what is what is everybody else doing they fled they ran away but these individuals chose to stand, and the Lord empowered them and gave them the victory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, again, let's, not, let's keep our focus on the Lord, not on the situation and surrounding circumstances, yeah. not on what everyone else is doing, because that's a real quick way to get discouraged,
1: Oi, he who compares himself among himself is not wise.
0: Right? I mean, could you imagine how it would have turned out if these individuals had focused on everyone else? Oh, they're running away. We should run away too. It would have been very different for the kingdom, for Israel, for, for David. It would have been a very different outcome. But they chose to stand and do what they knew to do was right. Yes. Even if they were the only ones. So I encourage us to each come to that place where that's how we are going to move and flow and operate with the Lord. Even if we're the only ones, mm-hmm. it's not going to deter us. Mm-hmm. We are God going to remain standing with Him.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's sad that Joab missed out on being named here.
0: Yep, it is. Well, you have to read the, I believe it's Kings or Chronicles, where it talks about that, and and Joab ultimately gets executed.
1: Yeah, he does um, by Solomon, right? Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: But again, we have to choose to remain. Mm-hmm. All right, we the Lord tells us this plainly: we count the cost to see if you can go the whole journey. Right yes okay so let's do that for our own lives i encourage you make the choice to remain to continue to stand with and for the lord regardless of what the situation or circumstance around you appears like even if even if it looks like you're the only one right elijah had the same thing the same situation he felt like he was the only one and even expressed that to the lord The Lord said, no, I have others. There's always a remnant. The Lord always has others that, just like us, when we make that choice, will stand in spite of everything else for the Lord. So be encouraged with that. Mm -hmm. All right?
3: Yes. Yes.
0: All right. Who wants to close us out in prayer? I will. All right, promise?
3: just thank you for coming inside of our midst and giving our hands extra strength to accomplish your will and just giving us your shield and your sword in the name of Jesus amen
0: amen we love you a well, blessed and wonderful day.
3: Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store.
0: Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.